So I'm reading uh, firstly from John chapter 14. Uh, it's the easy to read version. Um, so that's John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. And then I'll be jumping over to John 16, verse 4. But first we start at John 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will do what I command. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. The people of the world cannot accept him because they don't see him or know him. But you know him. He lives with you, and he will be in you. Now, chapter, John chapter 16, starting halfway through verse 4. I did not tell you these things at the beginning because I was with you then. Now I am going back to the one who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But you are filled with sadness because I have told you all this. Let me assure you, it is better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I did not go, the helper would not come. When the helper comes, he will show the people of the world how wrong they are about sin, about being right with God and about judgment. He will prove that they are guilty of sin because they don't believe in me. He will show them how wrong they are about how to be right with God. The helper will do this because I am going to the Father. You will not see me then. And he will show them how wrong their judgment is because their leader has already been condemned. I have so much more to tell you, but it's too much for you to accept now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and, what he te- and, what, and will tell you what will happen in the future. The spirit of truth will bring glory to me by telling you what he receives from me. All that the father has is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. Thank you, Lydia. So, I wonder if you ever wish that Jesus was actually still here, physically, with us. Wouldn't it be great? We could, we could introduce him to people. We could, we could ask him questions. I've got lots of questions. I'd like to ask Jesus if I could see him face to face. We could get his, have his support and his comfort through the things we're going through in life. Well, Jesus, when he was with his disciples, he told them, as we've just read, he told them that he was going to go away. And they were filled with sadness. He told them he was going to die, he was going to rise again, and then he'd go back to heaven to be with his father. But he promised them that when he went, he would send a helper, the Holy Spirit. So let's think a bit about what he told them about this helper who he was going to send, who came on the day of Pentecost. Firstly, he told them that the helper is with us. The helper will be with us. He said he was going to send another helper. What does he mean by another helper? Well, he means the Holy Spirit is a helper like Jesus. So in the same way that Jesus encouraged his disciples and was with his disciples, so the Holy Spirit is like Jesus, has come as another helper to help his disciples like Jesus. But this helper, he said, will be with you forever. So the Holy Spirit will be with uh, Jesus' followers forever, whereas Jesus went back to heaven, the Holy Spirit will be with them forever. 
But he said something uh, even stranger than that. He said this helper would, in a sense, be better than Jesus. Got to be careful saying the Holy Spirit is better than Jesus. But he does say that, um, find my place, he does say, let me assure you, it is better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I do not go, the helper would not come. See, when Jesus went and the Holy Spirit came, that started a brand new situation, the birth of the church, where the good news about Jesus wasn't just for the Jews, it went to everybody, to all nations, and ultimately to us. And actually, although it was great for the disciples to have Jesus with them, when he was here on earth, he could only actually be in one place at one time, couldn't he? If you think about it, a lot of the, the stories that we know about Jesus are stories of people finding it hard to get to him because there were so many crowds and so many people that wanted to see him. Can you think of any stories about Jesus, about people finding it hard to get to Jesus? I was thinking of the story of Zacchaeus. Do you remember that? Zacchaeus, he wanted to see Jesus, um, but the crowds got in the way and so he had to run uh, uh, down the road and climb up a tree just so that he could see Jesus. And amazingly, Jesus stopped and looked up into the tree and said, I'm going to come to your house for tea. Or I was thinking about the story of the woman who was bleeding and she desperately wanted to see Jesus and she thought, if I could just touch the tip of his garment, and she managed to do that in the crowds. And then Jesus, of course, he realized what had happened and he turned and stopped and spoke to her. And then, of course, there's the story of the paralyzed man. Do you remember that one? Where he had four friends and they wanted to bring him to see Jesus but they couldn't get into the house where he was because it was so crowded, it was so full of people. And so they had to take some, some fairly desperate measures. They had to go up onto the roof and break open the roof and lower the man down in front of Jesus. That's what they had to do so this man could see Jesus. And amazingly, Jesus told him, your sins are forgiven, and then he healed him. But it wasn't easy for people to see Jesus because there were so many crowds at that time. Well, how would it be today when there are two billion Christians in the world. I did some maths and I worked out if Jesus was here, which is a human, my maths is correct, Jesus was here and he shook hands with every person, every Christian for one second, then it would take him more than 60 years to shake hands with all the Christians in the world. And of course, by the time he'd done that, there'd be lots more people who'd become Christians. So it would never end, just, just to have a one second handshake. If Jesus was here. So we might think, oh, it would be wonderful if Jesus was here. And it would be if I could have him all to myself. But if we had to share him amongst all the Christians that are in the world, well, that, that, wouldn't, really, that wouldn't really work, would it? But Jesus says it's better that I'm going away because when he goes, he will send the helper, another helper, the Holy Spirit, to be with us. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit. I mean, he, he doesn't have a, a body He's not restricted to being in one place at one time. He can be with all of us, all of God's people, at the same time. And so when we trust in Jesus, when we believe in him, we have the Holy Spirit come to be with us always. And Jesus said, he will be, he lives with you and he will be in you. Isn't that wonderful that God is with us. We say, wouldn't it be great if we had Jesus with us or if we had God with us when we're trying to share the good news? We do have God with us. We have God's Holy Spirit with us and in us. Now, just as an aside, let me just say one thing, important thing about the Holy Spirit when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. We've been thinking about that. God is 
Three persons, one God, three persons. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, how do we refer to a person? We refer to a person as him. We don't refer to a person as it. Sometimes uh, when someone has a baby and you're not sure whether it's a boy or a girl, you might say, uh, what is it? Have they decided a name for it yet? Don't let the parents hear you talk about them like that because it's not really the done thing to refer to a person as an it. It makes it sound like they're a thing. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. So we should refer to him as as he. He's not an it. Anyway, that's an aside. The Holy Spirit, the helper, is with us. Secondly, the helper shows people how wrong they are. One of the reasons we struggle to talk about people to people like Jesus is that it can feel like it's very hard to persuade people to believe in Jesus, to show people that they are, they, they've turned against God, they've sinned, and they need to trust and turn to Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is here to help us. Jesus said, when the Helper comes, he will show the people of the world how wrong they are about sin, about being right with God, and about judgment. He will prove that they are guilty of sin because they don't believe in me. He will show them how wrong they are about how to be right with God. The Helper will do this because I am going to the Father. You will not see me then. And he will show them how wrong their judgment is because their leader has already been condemned. You see, the helper is going to be at work in people's lives to turn them, to show them uh, that that they uh, are sinners and to show them that they need Jesus, to turn them to Jesus. Which means we're not on our own when we talk to people about Jesus. It's not up to us to persuade people. We we just need to share the good news and and God's Holy Spirit is at work and he will be persuading people and turning them to, to Jesus. And we might think, but does God really have the power to do it? Is he really able to tell, show people that they're wrong and to tell people to, uh, turn people to Jesus? Can the Holy Spirit really do that? Well, just have a look around you. Because we have a room here filled with people, mostly, who are trusting in Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit has worked in our hearts. He has shown us that we are wrong about the world and about sin, and he has shown us that we need Jesus. And this is just a tiny fraction, a tiny part of all the people who the Holy Spirit has been at work in uh, around the world and throughout history who he has turned to Jesus. So the helper shows people how wrong they are. And maybe the Holy Spirit is helping you this morning to realize you're wrong and you need to turn to Jesus. Well, listen to that. Don't cooperate with that. And turn to Jesus. Don't resist him this morning. Thirdly, Jesus said that the helper will lead his disciples into truth. How can we know the truth about God and about Jesus? Jesus said, I have so much more to tell you, but it's too much for you to accept now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what will happen in the future. The Spirit of truth will bring glory to me by telling you what he receives from me. All that the Father has is mine. That's why I said that the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. Now, Jesus is primarily talking about the the first disciples here. He's saying that that the Holy Spirit will remind them of all of his teaching and will teach them everything that he wasn't able to teach them at the time. And that enabled them to go and preach the good news and which then got written down for us in our Bibles, in our New Testament. So we can have confidence uh, in what has been written in the New Testament because the Holy Spirit has been teaching the disciples and leading them into truth. 
The helper guarantees it. And we can read what uh, the Holy Spirit has said in his word. But also the helper is also at work with us, helping us to trust and to love and to obey what the Holy Spirit has said in his word. Which is why we, we pray, we ask him for his help when we look at the Bible. Because he is helping us, he is leading us into truth. Helping us to see that this is true. So who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he's one of the three persons in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's the helper whom God has sent to be with us, to help us in following Jesus. Jesus. 